Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from Minneapolis, where the Pelicans tonight get set to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. Where today in Minneapolis, it will be an unseasonable 37 degrees. Um, that is nice to have. I think the last time we were here, the wind chill was about 43 below. So this is much more pleasant, and we're looking for a pleasant result as the Pelicans look to make it too straight after a win over Los Angeles on Wednesday night. We're going to focus in a lot on the Pelicans today as the big news is Anthony Davis's naming of as a starter for the Western Conference All-Star squad in New York City next month. That's very much on our minds today. We're anxious to hear from AD at shoot-around this morning, and we're going to share his thoughts about being voted in as a starter here on this Friday from Minneapolis. We'll continue our conversation about Anthony Davis with his head coach. Monty Williams is set to join us here from Minneapolis. Actually, we visited yesterday on our way to Minneapolis for his radio show last night, and a good portion of that show last night was spent talking about his superstar Anthony Davis, that's yours today as well. And then some national perspective, too, from Lee Jenkins from Sports Illustrated. Lee Jenkins wrote an article about Anthony Davis and made the cover of the December 9th issue of Sports Illustrated. Daniel Salerson sits down with Lee to talk about that issue and now Anthony Davis being named a starter in the West. Davis, by the way, garnered the third most votes in the NBA behind only Stephen Curry and LeBron James. And why not? He's averaging 24.3 points per ball game in 38 games. He far and away leads the NBA in blocks at 112. And as far as rebounds go, well, pretty stout there too. He's averaging a double-double when you factor in his 10.4 rebounds per game. So this will be the second All-Star appearance now for Anthony Davis, his first as a starter. He becomes the first uh, New Orleans player to be voted in as a starter for the West since Chris Paul was a made a starter in 2011, and now Davis joins Chris Paul and David West as the only players in franchise history with multiple all-star um, appearances. So we're very excited, very proud of Davis, as you might imagine here on this Friday morning. Uh, Davis will start in the West with Stephen Curry and Kobe Bryant. 
who's injured. We'll see a replacement there. Marcus Gasol makes the all-star team, as does Blake Griffin. As a matter of fact, speaking of Gasol's, it's brother versus brother amongst the starters in the all-star game. That's because Pau Gasol has been voted in as a starter to represent the Chicago Bulls and the Eastern Conference. Gasol in the East is joined by John Wall, Kyle Lowry, LeBron James, and Carmelo Anthony. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, as far as the ball game goes tonight, the Pelicans are 21-21. and 21. They are taking on the worst team in the West, second-worst team overall in the NBA in the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are 7-34 and 34 overall. They've lost nine straight at home, 15 of their last, 16 at home, and the Pelicans uh, stuck 139 points on the Wolves in their first meeting this season. As a matter of fact, the Pelicans set nine franchise records in that last meeting with the Timberwolves. Keep this in mind, though. The uh, home team has won each of the last seven meetings in this series. And so Minnesota uh, will look to extend that streak tonight, although I just don't see how, excuse me, it's likely. Um, this will be the second of four meetings between the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. So a big show today focusing in on the Pelicans and specifically Anthony Davis. We'll hear from AD in just a moment. Then head coach Monty Williams and Lee Jenkins from Sports Illustrated. Hope you'll stay with us and hope you're having a great Friday. We're back in a moment. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Sunday, January 25th at 5 p.m. when the Dallas Mavericks come to town. It's the year of the red uniform, with the first 3,000 kids 13 and under receiving a free Pelicans red drawstring bag. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the phone at 3.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and a whole bunch more. Tickets start as low as $15. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Sound of Mardi Gras, baby. <laughs> Just something about the tradition of it all. Even though Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew scratch off from the lottery, you could be feeling like a king with up to $3,000 or even $12,000 in your back pocket. Stop and pick up Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew today. Now that's better than the good beans, baby. Must be at least 21 to purchase. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Anthony Davis was back on the uh, practice floor this morning here in Minneapolis. He is ready to go in his second game back from injury, hopefully to lead the Pelicans to a win tonight. We caught up with him to get his thoughts on being named a starter for the Western Conference in the All-Star game. Here's Davis with the media after shoot-around. Congratulations. That's pretty cool last night. What, how did it hit you? Um, it was just a great experience. You know, a uh, great opportunity to go out there, you know, play with some elite players. Um, I just can't wait to go out there. AD was overwhelming how many votes you got as opposed to the other bigs in the Western Conference. Did the, even the numbers surprise you a little bit? Um, I didn't see the numbers, so I'm not sure. Third most in the NBA, first amongst bigs in the West. Um, you know, it's all the fans. You know, uh, I have a lot of fan support, and um, I'm just trying to get better. You know, each and every day, each and every game, and go out there and do you know what the fans expect. You know, so um, and I'm glad people you know starting to. Um, you know, see, you know, what the coaches and the players, my teammates seen, you know, Amy since day one. Anthony, is it different being a reserve and a starter with regard to All-Star? Can you d draw a line between the two? Uh, All-Star, you know, All-Star, you know, that's, you know, uh, definitely, you know, a blessing, you know, um, you know, but I mean, I think, you know, 
just being an all-star, no matter if you're a starter or reserve, as long as you get the opportunity to play, you know, on, on Sunday, you know, with so many incredible guys, um, some of the best players on the planet, you know. Um, of course, I was a, you know, I had to get voted in last year, you know, so I think that's, it's kind of different for me, you know, just in that, in that situation, but um, being a starter and being, you know, a reserve, uh, in my opinion, really um, doesn't mean much. Um, as long as you get out there and get to play. Is that a goal, though, checked off the box, all-star starter, something you envision kind of wanting to do sometime? Um, I mean, it wasn't, you know, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z to be a starter. It was just some go out there and play, and if it happens, it happens. You know, I'm more so, you know, just excited to be in, the, in that game, you know, and um, whether it been a reserve starter, you know, voted in the game, you know, just being able to play, you know, on Sunday has always been a dream of mine. You're the same guy day in, day out. Two gold medals now, two all-star appearances. It doesn't seem to move the needle with you a whole lot. Why is that? Um, just humble. I just know um, as, as easy as all this came to me, it can easily go away, you know. So um, I try to remain humble. You know, guys around me who, who you know, make sure that I stay humble and keep me grounded, you know, family. And um, that's the best thing you can ask for, you know, when guys are not pumping your head up, saying you're this, you're that, you know, but telling you what you need to hear instead of what you want to hear. It's kind of been win loss, win loss a little bit. Uh, is it time for you guys to get on the roll a little bit here and kind of put some wins together and try and climb the ladder a little? Um, that's our goal, you know, to try to you know um, get away from 500 um, for good and you know make sure that you know we get a couple wins uh, wins together, um, especially um, after tonight and then being at home for a couple weeks. You know, um, that's really that's really gonna help us out. All right, tip time here in Minneapolis tonight, 7 p.m. We'll talk more Anthony Davis with his head coach, Monty Williams, next. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool, collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... <coughs> Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more... Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz, and we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here in Minneapolis on this Friday. Last night on the flagship station of the Pelicans Radio Network, it was the Monty Williams Show. Coach's show is on Thursday nights at 8 on WWL-FM. That's 105.3 FM on your dial. We usually have two extensive segments with Coach Williams during that show. Last night in our first segment with Coach Williams, we talked about Anthony Davis and his being named a starter for the Western Conference All-Star team. Here's our visit last night with the Pelicans head coach. Coach, I told our listeners at the top of the show that barring some monumental upset or collapse in all-star voting uh, this evening that uh, Anthony Davis would be named a Western Conference starter. We're, uh, we're taping before the official announcement comes out, but I will work under the premise here that Anthony Davis is a starter for the Western Conference, and I'm curious as, 
as to what hits you first when you hear news like that about one of your own? Well, it, it kind of allows me to uh, take a step back and mentally enjoy Anthony and, and what he's become in a short period of time. I mean, you think about five years ago, I would imagine he was, he was in high school, you know, and he, he's already won two gold medals, been an all-star now. He's a starter, and he's 21 years old. And if you were around him today, you wouldn't know that, you know, anything about him other than he had practice and he's about to go to the plane. And so mentally for me, we all feel like we've been able to, you know, we're so blessed to be a part of his career and his life. And that young man has put in a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, and his family should be really proud of him. You're, a, you're in your fifth season now, but let's face it, this is your first head coaching job. You have coached All-Stars. Coach, you played the game too. I think that you bring a unique perspective. And, and certainly in this situation, you take Anthony Davis from, in his words, a deer in headlights as a rookie to now a starter. So you must have some pride in the fact that he – has reached this next step. I, I fight that because pride, you know, there's a verse in the Bible's, Bible that says pride comes before destruction. And so I, I've learned to look at it instead of prideful, I look at it as a privilege to um, be a part of his journey. Um, and I do remember his rookie year. You know, everybody thought I was nuts, you know, the way I was bringing him along. And the thing that I understood right from the jump, having been around Pop, Nate, my high school coach, is that you can't mess with the process. And the last thing I wanted to do with him his rookie season was throw him out there in situations that were going to kill his confidence because I was with him every day and I knew the look in his eyes and I knew he wasn't as confident as everybody thought he was. And so, you know, I took a lot of heat and a lot of bullets then. And, you know, that's what a coach does for his player. But at the same time, I've been privileged to be around a young man who is turning into an unreal leader, work ethic, second to none. And to see, you know, the fruit of all that has been eye-opening. And like I said, I have to mentally take a step back sometimes just to look at what he's doing. And I'm like, wow, this, this is special. And you just you want to make sure you understand that this is a privilege that you get to – coach someone like this because everybody doesn't get to coach guys like this mm -hmm. and um, I'm thankful that I do. Coach he's a very mature young man he's also a humble young man which I truly appreciate I know what he's going to say he's going to say it's an honor it's a it's another nice piece in a in a process and everything else help me understand though what it means to a player though maybe I'm overplaying it and I want you to set me straight but from the standpoint of you as a player, you as a coach, help me understand what these guys feel when they hear an announcement like that. No matter who you are, where you are in your career, you still, this one part of you that wants to be recognized as being the best among your peers and contemporaries. And so nobody wants to admit it, but you still feel a sense of accomplishment. Like I got picked to be on the USA national team mm -hmm. and it was like, whoa, like that's what they think of me, you know, even when I didn't you don't spend time thinking of yourself that way until you get picked to do something like that, and you're like, okay, what a blessing. And you get, you're among the best, and you, you feel good about that. As a player, it's like a hundredfold, because that's what we do. We play, you know. And so to have what he has accomplished in a short period of time, he won't say it, but this is what he wants. He wants to be recognized with the best, and he wants to be the best. And as humble as he is, there's a dog in him that's always barking. And 
until it stops barking, he's going to try to go after LeBron, Durant, Steph Curry, all those guys, Harden, who may be ahead of him right now. The dog is barking, and he's he's going after those guys. As far as his toe goes, he played last night against the Lakers. Um, How do you think he looked? That's a, that's an injury that can linger a little bit. Not the easiest one to play through. No, and again, a testament to his leadership. You know, he wasn't going to sit out again and allow us to lose another game. I think he felt, you know, once he got to the point where he was healthy enough to play, he, he was going to go after it. And I think he was a little sore last night uh, in practice. He looked like nothing was wrong with him. And that's, you know, part of being 21 and <laughs> being able to heal at a quicker rate than us guys who are uh, approaching the hill. <laughs> Pro teams need wins, obviously. How much did your team need that win last night against the Lakers? Well, we, we want to win every game. Mm-hmm. I think the, the thing that has plagued us is the, the emotional ups and downs of winning a game and losing a game is like, I mean, how do you describe it? There's a part of you that's like, okay, there are teams in the league that have lost four in a row, five in a row. They've lost seven in a row, 10, 15. You know, we've lost one, and then we win one. We look, and then everybody, you know, wants to jump ship or get negative. And my thing is, when I look at some of the things we've had to battle through, the injuries, we've had an unreal schedule, the travel, it's all a part of it in the league doesn't, you know, the league is unforgiving. But when I look at those different variables, yeah, I think there's four, five, six games that we may have left on the table. But we also beat OKC twice, Houston twice, San Antonio twice, Memphis and Toronto on their floor. So those games could have very well gone the other way. So I think it's it has a way of balancing itself out. And, you know, you are what your record is. I don't care what team you are. And don't forget, head coach Monty Williams will be with us prior to the game tonight on the Pelicans Radio Network. Otherwise, that long visit with him each and every week comes your way on Thursdays at 8 on the Monty Williams Radio Show. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue as Daniel Salerson sits down with Lee Jenkins from Sports Illustrated to talk more about all-star starter Anthony Davis. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Mardi Gras is just around the corner, and Shreveport Bossier City invites you to experience Mardi Gras in the Arklatex, starting with the Crew of Centaur Parade on Saturday, February 7th. Cap it off with the Crew of Gemini Parade on Saturday, February 14th. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. We continue our Anthony Davis talk as he was named a starter for the Western Conference last night. Over a month ago, Lee Jenkins of Sports Illustrated wrote a cover story on Anthony Davis. and We welcome him in to talk more about the Pelican superstar. Lee, thanks for coming on this morning. 
Thanks for having me. No problem. First off, Lee, are you at all surprised that AD was named a starter in this year's All-Star game? No. You know, I think uh, he's kind of reaching this rare status for a big man where, you know, you get the sense, I mean, most people, like when you talk about the most popular players in the league, it's usually guards or wings. That's kind of reflected with, you know, some of the shoe deals and off-court endorsements, things like that. But it feels like Anthony's kind of crossing over into, you know, that realm where everyone knows who he is, you know, fans who don't normally gravitate toward big men, you know, kind of see him differently. Maybe that's because of the way he plays, kind of the athleticism he has. Um, but it almost seems like, you know, he's kind of, you know, kind of nearing that, that area that was reserved for somebody like Kevin Durant, where, you know, he's just thought of as an all-around athletic marvel and not just your typical big post player. When you sat down with him a couple months ago, what was your first impressions of him? You know, I didn't really know a lot about him, honestly, because, you know, so much has been written about him is about, you know, sort of his body and the uniqueness of his physical gifts and everything. Um, and I found it to be really engaging and, and funny. I mean, he, you know, he acts his age in some ways. He, he's very much a 21-year-old. Um, but in other ways, he's, he's pretty reflective on his whole journey, I think. And, you know, the thing I wanted to talk to him about the most is how you know, he's had this sort of rapid ascent in the past, you know, maybe six to nine months. I'm sure for everybody in New Orleans, it's felt more steady than that. But I think when you're outside of New Orleans, um, it kind of feels like he's blown up uh, very suddenly. And I kind of want to talk to him about, you know, how the experience of blowing up all of a sudden back when he was in high school informs kind of how he deals with, with this ascent um, and how, you know, whether they remind him, one kind of reminds him of another one um, or if there were kind of lessons he took from that first, you know, that first part of his journey when he went from being you know, a complete unknown, unrecruited with one scholarship offer from Cleveland State to, you know, literally overnight, uh, being a guy who was in demand from every college in the country, um, you know, h- how that sort of informed the process now um, as he kind of reaches superstardom very quickly. I was just about to ask you about, um, you know, how that, you know, Cleveland State was the only offer, like you mentioned, his junior year. Have you ever heard of someone who made such a huge leap in size, athletic ability, and everything else um, comparing to AD? No, and you know, a lot of people have talked about it at the growth spur, and that he kind of came out of nowhere. But it's, just, it, it's until you really drill down into it and figure out just how, what kind of obscurity he was in. I mean, really, I mean, he wasn't even in the major division um, of basketball in Chicago. He wasn't playing AAU ball from eighth grade to eleventh grade. I mean, it just wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't on the radar in any way. I think he was a really good guard in his division. Um, but he just wasn't a he wasn't a well known prospect. It's obviously a huge basketball town, and the way it all unfolded with him, you know, joining the AAU team, uh, the the Mean Streets of Chicago, which is kind of one of their acclaimed AAU programs, going out and playing in his first showcase, his first tournament, scout there, young scout named Daniel Poneman, uh tapes it with his with his flip flip video flip phone or whatever it was uploads it to his Facebook account, and all of a sudden college recruiters are all over him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like almost fiction. It right. sounds like something you would make up. So, um, no, I mean, I haven't really heard of a story quite like his. I mean, there are other, there are a lot of late bloomers in the NBA. There are a lot of guys who, you know, were kind of taken for granted. Damian Lillard, uh, sort of similar. I mean, he didn't even, 
he never made that transformation in high school. It happened for him more in college. Of course, he went to Weber State. Kyrie Irving was a late bloomer. Um, but no, nobody like Davis where you could pinpoint you know, a week, a couple weeks where he became a sensation. Was that part of the reason why you wanted to write this article on him? No. I mean, the, <laughs> the impetus for writing the story is just that that he was, you know, you, you, we had never profiled him in that way since yep. he came into the NBA. And sometimes you just, you know, you try to profile players when they're sort of reaching that tipping point. And with him, it felt like it was a little late. You know, I remember thinking, talking to an editor in late November, early December, and thinking, like, we've kind of missed the boat here. Like, like we should have profiled Anthony Davis by now, um, you know, throwing him on a cover of a magazine by now, because he is, you know, he's the next he's the next NBA superstar. It's clear to everybody what was happening. Um, but I think because the Pelicans didn't make the playoffs, because he didn't have that postseason stage, you know, maybe it was a little bit easier um, to forget about him for a little while. But, you know, when you saw those GM polls over the summer that he was top, they considered him a top three guy in the league. Um, and you combine that with just you know, how fun it is to watch him play mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the things he can do athletically that no one else or very few other people can really do. You know, he's just a fun player to watch. But to me, what, what was more interesting about him is just all the hustle plays he makes, right. you know, the energy plays, and how somebody who has those gifts, kind of those really supernatural abilities, how, they, how he still sort of has that, that motor to make those plays that separate him. Because I think a lot of people would say that who I talked to said that what separates him is sort of that ability to have 20 points and you don't really realize he's got the 20, that he's picking up so many loose balls, and putting putbacks, you know, doing so many of those little things. And I find that interesting whenever a player is blessed with that kind of talent, you know, still works the way he works. And I, I think it goes back to still thinking of himself in some ways, you know, as that junior at the small school at Perspectives who didn't get a lot of love and was sort of, you know, overshadowed, you know, if he still approaches the game like that, with that kind of hunger, and he can keep that somehow, that sort of perspective, um, you know, that, that I think will be kind of what catapults him to, to heights unseen. Now, in your article, you compare him to LeBron and Durant from the sense of, you know, when they started with their teams, you know, they struggled in the first couple of years not making the playoffs. But from a basketball standpoint, what player does AD remind you of? I mean, they're... Because there's so many. You know, I don't know if there is. I mean, I don't know if there is one. And I ask people that. You know, and I, I think you know maybe in the earliest days of Hakeem, before he had the the post game. I know people have said Dirk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as as he's kind of becomes more consistent uh, from more more range, I think Dirk could be a good one. He reminds me of Durant, not in terms of I know he doesn't shoot like Durant, can't shoot from the outside like that, um, but definitely sort of. Just getting, you know, when you look at the wingspan, when you meet both of them, you know, I've had a chance to sit in a room with both of them, mm-hmm. and it's a similar feeling. Like, you feel like you're looking at somebody who, um, you know, is just sort of not like the rest of us, right. you know, who's kind of has these, you know, just the way the lim- his limbs are, and he's so long, and, you know, the way he's still kind of, you know, finding out different ways to take advantage of his physical, you know, his physical advantages, leverage them. That kind of reminds me of Durant in some ways, but I don't think there's been an Anthony Davis. You know, I don't think there's somebody like this has necessarily been out there. And I think that what he'll be in five years is completely different than what he is now. You know, and where he is is still, 
it is sort of that sweet spot that Durant was in early in Oklahoma City, that LeBron was in early in Cleveland, where, you know, yeah, everybody wants to see them make the playoffs. There are some expectations, but I think people are really just kind of enjoying what they bring. Well, you know, what those guys, they're at that point in their career where, you know, nobody's screaming yet about, you know, you got to get to the finals, you got to win it all, can you win the big one? You know, all those questions that get asked of all of our superstars in sports. You know, he's at that nice age when he's young enough where that clamor hasn't really begun, and it'll happen. You know, the excitations will, you know, will come and it'll hound him the way they hound all the great ones. Um, but I think, you know, what, what what separated those guys, what Durant and LeBron had, I know, is that, you know, even when they were in those that sweet time, that kind of charming time, they didn't look at it that way. You know, they wanted it all right away. They wanted it. They wanted to you know, be in the upper reaches of the playoffs and finish with the number one seed and all those things very early. And you can sense the same hunger in Davis that, you know, what, what's happening now, you know, being ninth in the West, being 10th, isn't good enough. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough there. This is Lee Jenkins from Sports Illustrated. Lee, before uh, I let you go, you've had some great stories. You had the LeBron James uh, when he announced he was going back to Cleveland. You had this great article on AD. Is there anything that you can share with us that you're working on right now for future uh, for future articles? Well, I had a I had a funny one last week about a, about somebody who's totally different on the other end of the spectrum about Nick Young. Um, that was a good Lakers, one too. Swaggy P, and it was sort of a it was a funny story because usually you do write about the stars and that's so much of the focus in the NBA. Right. Um, but it was kind of a good reminder of. You know, just how few big personalities there are in sports nowadays. And, um, you know, sometimes those personalities can be a little bit manufactured. Um, but it was a fun one with, with Nick Young because you know, the impetus for that one wasn't necessarily how well he plays or the impact he makes on the league um, so much as it is, you know, just sort of the power of a personality. And, right. you know, in this, in this day and age where, you know, everybody's kind of careful about what they say and what they do, mm-hmm. uh, it was sort of refreshing to be around somebody who, you know, sort of lets it loose a little bit. Um, so that was a fun one if anybody wanted to uh, to go back and look at it. I don't know how many Laker fans you got in New Orleans, but uh, he's kind of uh, he's enough of a character that, that hopefully hopefully that came across in the story. Absolutely, yes. I read that one too. So that means, do you have anyone guarding all your shoes in your house? <laughs> <laughs> when, you have, when you have five or six shoes, a little easier. He's got 500 <laughs> shoes, and he's converting an atta- a detached building in his home and his property into a shoe house. So th- these are, uh, you know, these are things the rest of the world doesn't really even conceive of. No, that was something I didn't know either. That was a great part of your article. That's Lee Jenkins of Sports Illustrated. Look out for his work in the magazine and also at SI.com. Lee, thank you so much for coming on this morning. We hope to see you in New Orleans soon. Definitely. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the time. No problem. When we come back, Sean will be back to wrap up this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hi, I'm Lisa Albright. I'm 36 years old. I had the perfect life. It was everything I ever dreamed about. Until two weeks ago. I was standing in line at the grocery store, leaning over to empty my cart when I heard it. Mommy, why are her pants too big in the back? And that's when it hit me. I'm wearing mom jeans. Never again. I will look hot in yoga pants. That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Firm and Burn chocolate peanut butter smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get into those yoga pants. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. 
Pelicans fans. Be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. We're just about ready to wrap things up on this Friday here on the Black and Blue Report. We uh, have enjoyed our visit with you from Minneapolis, where tonight the Pelicans will take on the Timberwolves. New Orleans looks to go above 500 with a win tonight and uh, get set for a game on da- against Dallas at home on Sunday. Um, check out pelicans.com. There's uh, several ticket specials for you for Sunday's game, including a family uh, fun pack. We call it Pierre's Party Pack. And Sunday's start time is a family-friendly 5 o'clock tip-off against division rival Dallas. Going into tonight's game, perhaps there is no one hotter right now than Eric Gordon. He's averaging 16.6 points per ball game and 5.2 assists per game over his last six. He has eight straight games in double-figure scoring, and he tallied a season-high 10 assists in the win this past Wednesday over the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll keep an eye on that, and we'll hope that Ryan Anderson kind of snaps out of his funk. He's just about five points per game less than his season average over his last six and has struggled even more so in his last four. But maybe this is the one where he snaps out of it tonight because we sure could use him on this uh, next stretch of games, starting here with the Wolves, Sunday against Dallas, and then Monday at home against Philadelphia. Well, we sure did enjoy our visit with you today, and as always, thanks for joining us all week long on the Black and Blue Report. Sure was uh, nice to celebrate Anthony Davis here on this Friday from Minneapolis. Big thanks to our guests today, Mr. Davis, Coach Williams, and Lee Jenkins from Sports Illustrated. Daniel Salerson is always a big help on the program, not only on air, but off the air, too. That'll do it for us here from Minneapolis. We'll uh, try and stay warm. You try and stay dry down in New Orleans, and we'll see you this weekend. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back.